Hello, welcome to Let Me Bore You to Sleep. My name is Jason Newland. Please only listen to this when you can safely close your eyes. So if you're in a circus and you're on a tightrope walk, then maybe don't listen until you're safely at the other end of that particular journey. Now, um, just to remind you, I have other podcasts. I've actually got 45 podcasts now. I found some old stuff from the past. It's not going to be from the future, is it? But yeah, I've got some old stuff. Um, so I stuck it on my Spreaker podcast. So that's the only place. Well, it's not the only place. It's it's the home of my podcasts is Spreaker. Um, just go to Spreaker.com and just put my name in and you'll find me very easily. I'm also available on lots of different podcast hosts like uh, Spotify, Apple, uh, iTunes, I don't know, lots of different ones, Google, Google Podcasts, I was going to say too many to mention but more case of too mentioned to be asked with mentioning or too many to remember there's a few there's quite a few different podcasts basically any podcast host or podcast directory should have me on there pretty much so I've got quite a few new podcasts what is called Hypno Chats, uh, which I did a few years back. I think there's about 20 of those. I've uh, got Healing Words, that's one, another one I did. And uh, I can't remember the others. But uh, I've got other sleep podcasts. Uh, one is Deep Sleep Whisper Hypnosis, which is my most popular podcast. And I've got Sleep Hypnosis Weekly, that's another popular podcast. And this one, of course. And then, what other ones? Oh yeah, Anxiety. So Hypnosis, for, hypnosis Relaxation for Anxiety, Stress and Panic Attacks. That's another one that's become popular, plus 40 others, so there's quite a few. Uh, so it's been really, I'm going to talk about the weather, it's been hot, and 
kind of at one point earlier I felt like I'd wrung myself out you know you get a like a wet flannel and you wring it out and it just all the water comes out that's what I felt like like all this just perspiration and at one point I was sitting in my chair I had my t-shirt off and I'm just like reclined I was watching telly and I had this little glistle this little uh, like shining thing on my body and I looked down and in my chest in the middle of my chest there's like a little because I'm so muscular because my bosoms are so firm and perky there's like a a middle bit which is like a little dent I suppose a little dent bit and there's like a little puddle there like a little little miniature swimming pool where the sweat had been like collecting very strange and I kind of moved and uh, it sort of started to drip down but I could you know I kind of why why was it not going all the way down but then it's my belly in it I guess the uh the droplets of sweat didn't have any mountaineering gear to help it, you know, climb my belly. So I wasn't able to collect and congregate. Because they probably said, let's all meet in the belly button. But I didn't get a chance. And have a nice little rest <laughs> in the peak. The peak district, the belly button. I've got a nice belly button, actually. The thing is, you know what people say, is in it out you an innie? If you've got a belly on you, every belly button's an innie. There are no outy, outy belly buttons if you've got a, a beer belly, which I kind of, I've got. Andre's asleep. And it's really weird, and I don't quite know what's going on with him, but I know his heat is getting overheated, and... Uh, He's now in the bedroom, sleeping inside a carrier bag, which seems like a weird place to sleep. He loves sleeping in bags, he loves bags, but I wouldn't have thought it would be particularly cool inside a carrier bag, but maybe it is. He knows what he wants, he doesn't do anything he doesn't like, so if it wasn't comfortable he'd move. He's, he's not, you know, he won't do anything unless he wants to do it. So what I've been doing, because he's been, what he does is when he's hot, he lays flat on the ground. I guess he's kind of trying to, because the ground, you know, on the carpet is probably a lot cooler than it is elsewhere maybe. So what I've been doing is I've got this little brush that I use to brush him through, to brush his his coat, and I've been putting the brush under the cold tap and then just brushing through, uh, basically sort of trying to cover his whole body just to cool him down. But he doesn't like water. 
he's got an aversion to any kind of cleanliness. It just <laughs> he's he's allergic to washing and water for some reason. But what's weird is when we go out, he'll do absolutely everything to avoid walking through a puddle. So he just won't he won't do it. But he's got no no problem if it rains. He'll happily walk through the rain and get completely drenched, does not care. And he will still avoid all the puddles. It's weird, he's such a weirdo. I don't know why. I remember once, it was 1995, uh, I was walking. It was a fair distance actually, but it was it was summer. Probably July, maybe August, maybe June, you know, those kind of months. It's very hot, but it was raining. But it wasn't like normal rain, it was full on rain. You know, you walk you know it's a kind of rain that if you went out to put your rubbish out you went outside for you know 20 seconds you'd come back and you were drenched that kind of and I was walking to the shops and I was in a bit of a mood and I was just walking it off and I was absolutely drenched I just had a t-shirt on and probably some jeans and stuff and it felt really nice. Like really, really felt nice. And, you know, those are the days when I looked okay in a wet t-shirt. Because I was very, very slim. And I suppose muscular, you know, just like a standard 25-year-old or 24-year-old person, you know, I just didn't have really any fat on me, I was just, I'm not saying that I looked especially amazing and I don't think I'd have won any awards, I might have done, you know, if there's some such a thing as a walking in the rain trophy, then I might have won that, but And I remember I was walking down there and I'm, I just recollect because an ex-girlfriend was also walking but she was walking the other way and I guess it was so raining so hard we couldn't really see in front of each other for too far so neither of us had time to cross the road to avoid each other And I remember just standing there talking to her. A bit awkward, you know, it's like, oh, nah, nah. and she was going, nah, nah, nah. and, you know, it was. And afterwards, you know, on reflection, maybe, maybe we had communication issues, I don't know. But. <laughs> <laughs> we, um,. 
I remember just standing there being absolutely soaked and it felt nice until I saw her because you know I was sort of in my own little world really and I was brought back to to uh, reality but I just remember that feeling of the rain just hitting my scalp and my face and my body and it's like a big kind of massage just massaging my body and it's oh it's lovely and my t-shirt was clinging to well just clinging to my body it was alright I think it's in them days I was embarrassed about being so slim I mean the idea of being a slim like that I, don't, I still wouldn't want to be that slim again to be fair but I think I'd quite like to maybe be halfway in between that and here you know maybe so instead of being I don't know 15 stone maybe get down to 13 I was thinking earlier actually when I was walking Andre I'd probably be okay it's not really a weight issue with me it's more a, a distribution of the you know all the huge amount of muscle that I have if I had less muscle in my stomach and kind of managed to sort of spread it maybe to me boobies and my shoulders, my back and I don't know, my thighs and my calves and my, my knuckles and you know, just basically just spread the muscle out maybe my ears could be a little bit bigger it wouldn't matter, just a little bit maybe my forehead could be a little bit more you know, not like an ape, but just, just a little bit, like a like cavemen. They show cavemen, don't they? Neanderthal, like cavemen, as having like really big foreheads. But isn't that a sign of a big brain? I mean, you know, but when I say big forehead, I'm not talking elephant man, but. But isn't that a sign of a, a big brain? That's a. I mean, apparently. Uh, I don't know. I think this is true. I, t I studied this. Obviously, all men and women are going to have different size, everything. And no, no one's the same. And, you know, but in a generalization, it always used to be thought that because men had bigger heads than women generally that men had larger brains well actually it's not the case it's just that women's brains are closer to their skull the same size brains but men have got more liquid between the brain and the skull and women have got less gap for manoeuvre not manoeuvre, that's wrong 
I'm talking about driving now, parallel parking. No, but so they've got the same brain, not the same brain, but the same size brain as men. But there's just less room. It's more cosy, more compact. But men's is just more. It's like the same size. Less of it is used, clearly, I would say. <laughs> Controversial. I'd say probably women's brains are more active. Like I think I'd say that more perhaps men are more like very developed in like certain parts of the brain. Yet women develop more of the brain more different parts of the brain you know speech and emotion, emotions and ability to express emotions ability to communicate and you know those generalizations and men uh, I don't know It's really hard. I don't not big on generalizations as such, but they are handy, especially with if you want to annoy people and be prejudiced. Generalizations are great for that, but also if we never generalize, then I don't know, there'd be no studies, there'd be no no theories about anything, would there really? It's like everybody is completely different. That's it. And it's like, well but we wanna kind of know that you know, it's I think most studies, especially psychological studies, doesn't take it doesn't take a three year research study or a book called Men Are From Mars and Women Are From Egypt or whatever that was and book to know that men and women are different but then Women and women are different. Men and men are different. I mean, Andre, he's got a lot of traits, probably of any other ferret, but he does some stuff that I'm pretty sure that no ferret in the world does. And that's probably partly because of me. But he does some weird stuff. And people are different. I think what it is is that's my squeaky chair. For my observations. 
it seems that some people kind of want to take on a persona of their surroundings take on mannerisms and uh, speech you know ways of speaking and to the point where everything's kind of set to automatic so it's very little to do and I suppose if you're able to learn all that stuff how to behave in a certain way how to act boyish and how to be interested in the same things that other people are interested in and how to have conversations about something that everyone's decided they're going to be interested in and you know in that particular area where you live so let's say if you live in a town where there's a particular football club and it's sort of standard to be or rugby club or golf club or ping pong club or scrabble club whatever it might be to be you know really I suppose I would say pretend to be interested but I suppose it's not pretend if that's what you've learnt to do is it because we believe what we're taught to believe. So when does that stop? So someone being excited about, I don't know, a particular sport, because that's what they were brought up to be excited about they were around people that were excited by that thing and they learnt to laugh at certain things that other people laughed at they learnt to like the same things that other people liked maybe their parents siblings uncles, aunts friends at school so when does that when do we become individuals when do we get to the stage how can we how people manage to free themselves from it when they probably don't want to free themselves from it because They've learnt to love it and therefore they love it. But it wasn't a choice. I mean, no child was born with a favourite football team wearing a scarf for their team. You know, it's, it's something that they've been taught to like. Especially in England, it's very it's like the most popular sport in the country is football. 
then I think that's in America you'd call it soccer although the real term is football and uh, it's quite weird because in America what you call football you know where they wear the, wear the big helmets and the big shoulder pads and they almost look like uh, members of dynasty running around and a huge men although I think they are I don't know once they take all that protective gear off they might be in 120 pounds I don't know but they look big and they play for about 30 seconds and then the whistle goes and then about 10 adverts go on early and then they come back and then they play for another 15 seconds and so we don't have sport like that in England everything here is it's kind of you know football matches they show the whole thing you know they show adverts during the half time so 45 minutes of continuous play regardless of what channel it's on whether it's commercial or uh, you know the BBC and in America maybe in Canada as well I'm not sure but America have uh, they call it football but in England we call it American football and it's very popular here as well there's I got I know someone that's a proper fan of American football I really absolutely loves it and in the 90s I think it was the 90s it was brought over here and England started having teams of American football and we still call it American football because it's not football because football is like the round ball and you kick it around um, but it's just one of those differences isn't it in between countries I mean mind you we're becoming very closer to America England, America I mean now we've got Boris Johnson as a Prime Minister there's you know we've, we've got our own uh, charismatic leader who's controversial let's say it's funny but it's controversial not everybody uh, is a big fan of his but he is very very he's the most famous politician in the country long before he became prime minister and so we kind of got that it's uh, like a populist a, a popular 
Prime Minister. It's the first popular Prime Minister we've had since Tony Blair. He was really popular before he became a Prime Minister. You know, he used to have these, not rallies, not in the same way as in America. Um, but I remember before Tony Blair became the Prime Minister, he had these, like, concerts, and it was like... And there was a singer saying, things will only get better, get better, 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 something like that. And it was like a really a big deal and really it's full of energy and new labour and we're going to change the, change everything. And, um, yeah, it's... Uh, didn't realise he was going to spend so much of his time on his knees in front of Bush but never mind we've got uh, we've got a new one now we've got uh, does anyone remember oh, what was it called not Terror Cats was it Terror Cats I'll think about it. Oh, Zelda. Zelda. I'm sure there was like a a puppet. And it might have been like Thunderbirds, but it wasn't Thunderbirds. It was Terrorhawks or something like that. Or Thunderbirds. No. Did I just say it wasn't Thunderbirds? But there was, I'm sure it was a lady called Terror. Maybe it was Terror Birds. No, Terror something. But there was a lady called Zelda. And our previous Prime Minister just reminded me of her. What other Prime Ministers we have? Oh yeah, we had Gordon Bran. Gordon Bran. He was... Uh, basically he was a Chancellor. I think he was, yeah, he was a Chancellor before Blair while Blair was a Prime Minister um, but I suppose you know I mean Blair bent over backwards to please uh, President Bush he really did everything he could he uh, he did he did, did a lot to help him and uh, Gordon Brown silently without anyone kind of really noticing because he's Scottish what he did is he he kind of got lots of really good things for Scotland like you know just and he became Prime Minister as well for a, for a little while so in Scotland and for my Scottish uh, listeners I love you baby because what you've got, I think we should all have. I think it would be, it's a brilliant thing that you've got it. And everyone in the UK should have this. But there's no prescription charges in Scotland. And they don't have uh, tuition fees. Unless that's changed. But 
coming out of being, you know, a student or previous student with, I think I've got £26,000 debt and my student thing is going up by about 60 to £80 a month, every month. Uh, so by the time I'm, well, you just imagine it's going up, you know, a thousand, what, a thousand pound a year? So it's, it'd be nice not to have had that. And free prescriptions, what an amazing thing. I mean, I do, I do get them free, so I can't complain. And, but you know, I've kind of think of other people, and it's kind of weird because I was quite fortunate because when I finished my degree, I was only paying, not paying, I didn't pay it, but I was being charged three grand a year tuition fees plus I had a maintenance loan and everything like that on top but three grand a year the year after I finished the tuition fees went up to nine thousand a year Which meant I would have had, what does that work out? Six, three, six, nine, so it's six, twelve, eighteen, plus twenty six. So it's twenty six, thirty six, forty six, forty four, forty four thousand pounds worth of debt I'd have. So that'd probably be. £150 a month interest added on every month if I'd have had the nine grand debt a year so yeah I was lucky to avoid that but I'd be even luckier if I'd been in, born in Scotland apart from the fact that it's a beautiful place to live plus it's cooler as well got a friend who's in Scotland at the moment and he didn't get the heat that we've had and I was like oh so jealous so but it's so nice to just to have some coolness although it was breezy at one point like this evening I took Andre for a walk about 8 o'clock this evening and I was walking through the park and I just got this gust of wind I just stood there and I just oh it was beautiful it was just you know that's why I need I need to slim down I'm not even particularly bothered about my health really as much as I want to be able to take my t-shirt off I don't want to walk around you know say I'll have a I'll have a you know, bikini top on or something but I'd just like to be able to it would have been lovely just to feel that breeze against my belly button just clear out some of the dust and stuff 
that would have been lovely. So I had to make do with just my face. But that was nice, really. So I'm going to start doing sit-ups. Over the last few weeks I've been doing weights. And I go through little periods when I like, perhaps I watch a TV programme on telly, like a film. I watched a film called Brotherhood. And that was on at 11 o'clock. Actually, I started watching it at 12. Because I took Andre for a walk later on with my friend. And so I watched Brotherhood. And it was on for about two hours. It was quite a long film. And every advert, I'd go into my bedroom and I'd do some weights. I'd like do some, do some biceps, uh, some push up, you know, sort of my shoulders and some stuff on my back. And uh, but it was nice. It just felt quite nice to I've done a bit of weights and also got my punch back. So I'm on that every day. So I'm feeling. Like I can like tense my muscles and I'm a little bit more muscular, just it feels a bit nicer, you know. But it's my stomach. It's just that's the thing. I think the rest of me. I can't see the back of me, so I've got no idea. And I've said this before. I might, I might have a really big fat back. I don't know. Maybe that's it. The rest of me. The front of me looks alright, but I might just have this just... I might have a beer belly on my back. I don't, you know, like a... Instead of a hunchback, a hunch lower back. So I might be walking around and people think that I'm walking backwards. Or walking forwards. Or, yeah, I don't know. So... I might have a really big bum, but I don't know. That might be why the chair keeps squeaking. It's just like, it's sighing. It's gone, ouch, ouch, please get off. Go, what's this elephant doing on the chair again? But I don't know, because I can't see my bum. I can't see it. I don't know. I don't even know if, I, I do know it's there, obviously. I don't even know if it's still there, but it is. Because I, I use it, but I don't, I don't know if it's huge. I'm a massive bum. Wow, I might walk down the street and it might just be wobbling, and I don't even know about it. Not that it matters. I mean, I don't think it's. Yeah, it doesn't that's, doesn't really matter, but. I kind of like to know it's like you know I think if I was gonna go into town I'd like to know if I had a bogey hanging out of my nose I'd you know it'd be just nice to know so I can once I know it's there I can decide whether to get rid of it or leave it there you know it depends if Depends. I might be about to go on to a first date or blind date with someone, and so I might just tuck it back inside. 
you know so if I, if they turn up I don't like them I can just breathe out through me not you know breathe out from my nostril and get the bogey like sticking out again <laughs> that's one way to ruin the day I don't know it's probably a bit childish really is another thing you know the open university the open university is very old I think it's been going since the 70s maybe earlier and it's an it used to be uh, well what's the right term it's online now but it used to be uh, you'd do it by post so you'd you'd get the the books, uh, the coursework, textbooks, all by post, and then you'd send in your essays by post. You know, it'd all be done by post, and maybe on the telephone as well. But you know, in recent years, it's online. Now there was a time when the courses were really really cheap really cheap and doing a degree was free you could do an open university degree 20 years ago and it was free didn't cost anything at all and then you know now you you know you can get uh, student loans to cover the cost but you still got to pay it back and even now it's a lot cheaper than the nine grand that it would cost if you went to university but it should be cheaper because it's done online and it's uh, doesn't you know it can't cost that much per student to run an online course compared to a university I like, you know, but the courses are still quite a lot of money though. It's still going to cost you maybe four grand a year if you do a couple of modules. So it's still, you know, still a fair bit of money. But the courses, let's say you got a course and it's £1,800, which was, I was going to do a course on mental health uh, I was quite interested in doing a master's degree in mental health because it's a subject that's close to my mind no pun intended and I just I looked into it and one of the courses I think it was 60 points or it might be 30 credits or 60 but it was £1,800 or 2,400 something like that if you were in England if you were overseas it's even more why I've got no idea it's online it shouldn't make any difference where you live what difference does it make but it's it's a government thing they like to make more money out of foreign students yet 
doesn't really make sense to me because if a foreign student comes to live in the country to study, why charge them more when actually they're going to be spending money when they're here? There's a lot of noise outside. What that's about? Surely they wouldn't be having music blaring out at six o'clock in the morning. I'll have to have a little look out there. It might just be someone getting into their car. It's quite weird, even though I'm awake, I still want to go out and complain. <laughs> How dare you have your music playing at six o'clock in the morning? You know, I'm trying to trying to get ready to go to bed in a minute. See, so yeah, anyway, the Open University. This course was actually half the price if you live in Scotland. Half the price. It's like, what? It doesn't even make sense. Why? It's like, uh And I wanted to complain. I wanted to just... Like, what? Why should it be cheaper? Why should it matter where you live in the world? It's an online course. It shouldn't matter if you live in Canada or... Timbuktu and there is such a place apparently that's Canada it really is how many bears live in Canada I've never seen a bear not a proper bear I've seen a bear but you know in a zoo but it wasn't nice because bears are supposed to be wild I mean they're big, big animals. Big, huge animals. And you see a bear in a zoo, is like just crouching down, just looking up at you, like, meh. Saying that, I wouldn't want to see a bear. Imagine that. Camping and having a tin of beans. I don't want to see a bear. I'm not, when I was in Bulgaria, we were told that there's bears and there's a lot of bears in Bulgaria. And we'd be on the snow lift or the ski lift and it creaked, creaked worse, worse than my big black squeaky chair. 
and all, and it was so quiet, and all you'd hear was. <coughs> Like that, and it's like, huh. I hope we survived this. You know, I didn't really want to ski that badly. Although I wasn't skiing, I was uh, snowboarding. I used the term very, very loosely. I was, uh, Pretending to snowboard when in fact what I was really doing was falling over and travelling down a mountain on my face. So that was a very strange experience. The best part of being in Bulgaria was being in the hotel while the friends that I was on holiday with were on the mountain. And I could spend the whole day without them. (laughs) Gives you an idea of my character. I preferred it. I spent time with the staff. With the waitresses. The bar staff. Just chilling out. Having a few drinks. Watching telly. And. I'd have preferred just to visit the surrounding towns and just get to see what it was like to live there no interest in skiing just why if I lived on a mountain and the best way to travel the safest way to travel was by attaching a tennis racket to my feet then I'd you know I'd probably do it but I don't live on a mountain. It really snows where I live. In fact, last year, I don't think I saw any snow. Or last winter. So, yeah, I don't know. Just... No tuition fees would be really good. I'd like to do a master's. I'd like to do a... I'd like to be a doctor of hypnosis. That would be groovy. But... I would say in some ways... I'm... Probably... I don't know. Quite a high level of... Kind of a high level of understanding of hypnosis the history, the the various techniques, although I don't necessarily use a lot of them. I kind of got my own way of doing things. But I'd say I kind of understand the subject quite deeply. And I'm able to see the connection hypnosis has to you know self help generation motivational speakers 
various psychotherapies, counselling, you know, just, it's endless really, meditations, there's so many strands that has a connection to hypnosis. I saw something very interesting yesterday. I watched a documentary and uh, Mr. Nobel, the man who created the Nobel Prize, and it's it's one of the most prestigious presti- prestige uh prizes in the world you know you got the Nobel Prize for various different things literature um, I think science but definitely the peace the Nobel Peace Prize which is the the biggest one unless of course you write books and I suppose the literature one is the biggest one but the uh, the Nobel Peace Prize is yeah, very famous. The Nobel Peace Prize. Nobel. The man who created dynamite. The Nobel Peace Prize. The Nobel Peace Prize named after the man who invented dynamite the precursor to yeah, everything that came afterwards that's a very vague statement isn't it what was, what was it oh it's a precursor precursor to what everything that came afterwards oh it makes sense, yes, it, yeah, it's meaningless. So yeah, I've made a couple of recordings today. I did a deep sleep whisper recording. I think I did two yesterday I did let me boy to sleep and a deep sleep whisper and today I have done a deep sleep whisper I've done a sleep hypnosis weekly and now I have done this let me boy to sleep number 100 and I think it, it might be 180. Not 100% sure. I'm 180% sure. I don't know. I think it's 180. Which is pretty groovy. I should do something extra special for the 200th episode. I don't know what though. So only 20 away, so that'll be potentially next month sometime. What would you like me to do for the 
200th episode. I suppose I could do a live broadcast, a live recording, maybe, maybe, maybe you could do it on YouTube or, or Facebook or, I don't know. Andre, sorry about that, Andre's still in the other room. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's, uh, things are groovy as always, always oh, groovy, 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 boovy. And for some reason, the now a toenail on my right big toe has grown quicker than a toenail on my left big toe. And I don't understand why that is because all the other toenails is kind of the same length as each other. And I don't recollect when I did cut my toenails, I don't recollect there being any significant difference in each particular length because I'm not an expert toenail clipper and by no I don't measure my toenails when I'm in the bathroom that's not what the tape measures for so as far as I'm concerned they were the same length yet the right toenail on the right big toe is more expensive than the left big toe toenail. I mean, it's not to a point of being problematic or even conversation worthy really although it's always good to have something to talk about. You know, if I ever have to have another job interview in the future. But the right one is it's just grown faster and I don't understand why. I quite like my big toes. Although Uh, they are big. They're very different. I think the right one seems to have more movement than the left one. I suppose it could be. I mean, you could be right-handed and left-handed. Maybe I'm right, right-toed. Not so much right-footed, but I just my big toe is more I'm right big toed instead of left big toed doesn't seem to be a lot of difference with the other toes yeah I think I'm probably right right toed for all of them apart from one toe on my left 
foot the one next to the big toe uh, maybe it's kind of equal I look at the toes and they just look strange even though they're just toes they're a bit wonky it's a bit like you know when you look at a word you write down something and the word just doesn't look right even though you've spelt it right it's correct and you've spelt that, that word yeah, thousands of times before and for some reason it just doesn't look right that's what I'm getting with my toes I've seen, well, I haven't seen well I probably have seen them thousands of times I don't spend huge amounts of time looking at them it's not a a subject of too much interest personally but they just look a bit look a bit wonky the right toes and it's, there's quite a gap between the right the big toe and the next toe there's a big old gap a bit like you know Spock when he does his uh, be peaceful and prosper whatever you know with his hands and he also I think uh, Mork from Mork and Mindy when he had Nanu Nanu and he had his hands it's a bit like that. It's like naturally there's a little gap. Mind the gap. Mind the toes. Yeah. Now you can't tell me that was anything but boring. So I'm going to go, hopefully you've been bored to sleep. And I'll speak to you next time. Lots of love. Bye-bye.